Namaste, and welcome all to our continuing series, Savitri is the Message, as always with our beloved Namaste. Alok. Namaste. We are in book, um, in the Canto 6, Nirvana, and the All-Negating Absolute. I will begin with the last two lines on page 533. We are seeing Savitri now with Satyavan, and she will go into this very dark night. Once, as she sat in deep, felicitous muse, still quivering from her lover's strong embrace, and made her joy a bridge twixt earth and heaven. An abyss yawned suddenly beneath her heart. A vast and nameless fear dragged at her nerves, as drags a wild beast its half-slaughtered prey. It seemed to have no den from which it sprang. It was not hers, but hid its unseen cause. Then, rushing, came its vast and fearful fount, a formless dread with shapeless, endless wings, filling the universe with its dangerous breath, a denser darkness than the night could bear enveloped the heavens and possessed the earth. A rolling surge of silent death it came, curving round the far edge of the quaking globe, effacing heaven with its enormous stride. It willed to expunge the choked and anguished air and end the fable of the joy of life. It seemed her very being to forbid, abolishing all by which her nature lived, and labored to blot out her body and soul, a clutch of some half-seen invisible, an ocean, ter- an ocean of terror and of sovereign might, a person and a black infinity. It seemed to cry to her, without thought or word, the message of its dark eternity and the awful meaning of its silences. Out of some sullen, monstrous, vast arisen, out of an abysmal deep of grief and fear, Imagined by some blind, regardless self, a consciousness of being without its joy, empty of thought, incapable of bliss, that felt life blank and nowhere found a soul, a voice to the dumb anguish of the heart, conveyed a stark sense of unspoken words. In her own depths, she heard the unuttered thought that made unreal the world and all life meant. So this is the canto Nirvana and the discovery of the all-negating absolute. And this follows Savitri's discovery of the soul. Having discovered the soul, she builds a kind of perfection which is possible at a human level. There is a perfection which is well within the reach of uh, us as human beings. And beautifully it is described on page 532. This bright perfection of our inner state, when one has found the soul and is governing the life by that, So it itself creates a big change within us. But this change is individual. It's um, not something which is cosmic or 
with large large repercussions poured over flame flowing into her outward scene made beautiful dull common natural thing so the psychic state it such which changes the whole scenario wherever we may be whatever we may be doing by this touch everything yeah. grows beautiful and when this is absent then even the most beautiful things <laughs> seem terrible and you know it's like a dark veil over us but it is one of the great lines for me because mm. something that makes beautiful dull common things yes. makes beautiful the Made whole world beautiful dull common natural things yes natural so psychic state is not just when we are withdrawn in some state of inner meditation those are processes through which we find but once we discover it and allow it to step forward then life becomes a state of natural joy and ease and peace yes. that's how the mother describes that we when people come here in the beginning they are full of that psychic state it's in the forefront so the mind is very broad and the vital is strong and the body feels a natural peace there is goodwill there is joy all this is very, and everything appears beautiful she says that you know the people yes. Yes. the food everything is so wonderful and everyone is a guru everyone is a, well <laughs> <laughs> so that is the state it's a beautiful joyous state so what happens to that so that's where we will understand here because there is uh, this abyss waiting it doesn't allow because it's a flower which has grown on earth but where is the soil to keep it so that we will see subsequently but let's read this beautiful state for a while even the smallest no and action wonderful and time divine so the moments are like flying on wings of eternity even the smallest meanest work became a sweet or glad and glorious sacrament an offering to the self of the great world or a service to the one in each and all that's why shubhendra the mother insists so much on discovering the psychic because it changes the whole approach to life all that we read about you know the way karma should be done action our dealing with people you don't have to teach it in the mental way the psychic brings it out very naturally so very often people ask why haven't they talked much about yama niyama do this don't do this love your neighbor be kind to others because that is still a mental thing it is okay people read about all this they try to do it and to an extent it's fine because it does discipline the vital but it's not a natural state it can any time collapse the natural state is when the psychic steps in the forefront then it's a way of life and the importance of work yes which cannot be overstressed even the meanest actions yes. a light invaded this reminds me of you know shurbindo uh, it's one of those sweet anecdotes in champa class speaks ah, yes. i imagine it and it's so wonderful <laughs> that when mother would come to speak to him and it would be in complete privacy because he would be talking about cosmic issues about the disciples so only champaklal ji uh, was there for any requirement but he would sit outside and he was told whatever you are hearing keep it to yourself because uh, he was on attendance so when mother would come shubindo would uh, go and make a cup of tea now i just imagine that you know the lord making cup of tea for the divine mother it's it's a moment i it's like etched in my memory so deep yes. what it would be shubindo is getting up and you know making a cup of tea and bringing it for the mother divine mother it what what a you know unimaginable felicity it would be so even the smallest action uh, i mean it's, it's making a cup of tea is one of those things but how it could become divine and of course he is not just a psychic state but the supramental state a light invaded all from her being's light her heart beats dance communicated bliss oh. whoever came in contact with her felt that sweetness and joy happiness grew happier shared with her by her touch and grief some solace found when she drew near oh. this was the effect upon human beings 
Of course, it's a different thing that subsequently when the yoga enters the territory, resistances started even in those who were around. But that's a latest story. When one is in this blissful, beautiful psychic state. Above the cherished head of Satyavan, she saw not now fate's dark and lethal or Because the moment one realizes the psychic, one of the effects is you are conscious of immortality, death loses its meaning. You just cannot be afraid of death to any any amount of you know all this because you know you it's Shubhendra says it's an inner knowledge of your immortality it's not like how do you know you may see your past life but that's not the relevant part it comes a deep conviction a kind of intuition that death does not exist so in such a state you feel it's okay I mean we are together what is life and death she saw not now fate's dark and lethal orb, a golden circle round a mystic sun disclosed to her newborn, predicting sight, the cyclic rondure of a sovereign life. Life after life we will come. In a state of inner joy, do God's work and go back. Now she is in this state and she is dwelling in this state. Now you see, though it is the darkness which comes, death comes to speak, but you can look at it the other way, just like you know, in the story of Ramayana. Why did Ravana had to come all the way to, uh, you know, take uh, Janki, the daughter of uh, King Janak, uh, Sita? Because he knows that now there is divine upon earth, and he also has a, a business to deal with. <laughs> Change me. <laughs> so she is in that wonderful state, and she could live in that state forever. But then it happens that once as she sat in deep, felicitous muse, still quivering from a lover's strong embrace, so, and made her joy a bridge twixt earth and heaven. See this state, even human love which is described in one of the places, Mother says, whenever in a story of human love, the psychic being has entered, it has made it something very beautiful and uplifted it to the divine. This is there in her words. Yes. Whenever in a story of human love. Yes. Without it, we don't have to discuss <laughs> what it becomes. Mm. <laughs> Quarrels, ego, clashes, me, mine, anger, torment, all this. But wherever the psychic has entered... And made her joy bridge twixt earth and heaven... An abyss yawned suddenly beneath her heart. So this is why the heart, so if you read the Vedas, so it describes two oceans. One is the ocean which is called Aprakritem Salilam, which is Hirta Samudra. So heart is the opening, not just to the supreme creator. Through it also opens the doors to the Aprakritem Salilam. The Salilam is the ocean. Aprakritim, where there is no nature, meaning thereby there is complete unconsciousness, the inconscience. And Shubhendra at one place describes that, you know, this, this kind of surging which takes place. The two behind, you have the creator himself and the entire creation is there, hidden, concealed. So suddenly, you now she is living in a capsule, <laughs> beautiful capsule with light radiating all around and she is immune as long as she lives in that, which, you know, she could live a whole life uh, without any danger or difficulty but this abyss opens a vast and nameless fear dragged at her nerves as drags a wild beast its half slaughtered prey what is half slaughtered is the body is anyways taken now it wants to drag away this state snatch it away so this description is very interesting fear we have heard about the six uh, Demons, Kam, Krodh, Lob, Mohammed, Matsar. In Indian thought and everywhere, which are obstacles to spiritual life. But the mother says the greatest impurity is fear. Because if you look at it, out of fear all this arises. Just as like desire. So out of fear arises insecurity. Out of fear there is a lack of faith. So you want to acquire things. So Kama. Out of fear, anger, I must have it now. Lobha, moha, all arise out of this base impurity. Fear is the complete contradiction of faith. So this fear, if you have trust in the divine, trust in the destiny, 
you will accept life and move the way you know it is moving because you have that complete faith i don't know that we've ever seen more fear than just now with oh, this yes. situation it's huh? a complete contradiction of the divine faith in the divine absolutely and that's why it is encircled the entire globe so we see that it drags it seemed to have no den from which it sprang it was not hers but hid its unseen cause so it is not something individual all these uh, uh, our individual thing is always beautiful the soul is always having a divine nature all this is the cosmic play where the gods and demons or the titans to use the vedic language have entry into our lives the gods from the higher uh, domains and the titans from the lower ones so they enter into our ken and we can hold on to them or allow ourselves to be held by them normally it is the ego self but the soul our true nature is always divine so it suddenly comes and then we have all this it was not hers then rushing came its vast and fearful fount a formless dread with shapeless endless wings filling the universe with its dangerous breath so we always have these wings whether it's the dragon we have both the dragons golden dragon and the dark dragon dragons of the dark foundation foundation yes yeah we also have the golden sphinx which guards the gate of eternity and the dark nether sphinx which is at the other end so it's a shadow of what is above so it comes with endless wings it could reach anywhere go anywhere a denser darkness than the night could bear envelop the heavens and possess the earth a rolling surge of silent death it came curving round the far edge of the quaking globe is a description of what's happening now no exactly quaking globe curving round exactly the absolutely <laughs> um, yeah effacing heaven with its enormous stride we read all these description in the puranas the asuras entering the heaven conquering it so what does it mean it means this that when it happens it has repercussions upon earth so each time we allow ourselves to be conquered by this fear it has repercussions upon the entire humanity and when they there is a fight between the gods and the demons and for some reason when they seem to be on the ascendant like at night for example they are naturally on the ascendant so then all these forces are very very active you see in fact in one of the messages of the mother she says men countries continents mm. the choice is imperative to third the abyss she was asked what is the abyss they were very concerned about ah, it <laughs> she was asked what is the abyss she said first thing fear yes. second is lust for money yes and the third was <coughs> ambition these are the three things which are the abyss so we can imagine lust for power and greed for money at this point of time you see all the three operating there is fear there is lust for power domination control through whatever means yes, yes. and this tremendous greed for money running as an undercurrent to all that is happening so she says but during this time she said something very interesting she said but as far as the disciples are concerned you don't have to be to worry because if you are rooted in the divine nothing can touch you that's what she gave very clearly that it is a message given to the world but if you are rooted in the divine if you have the faith then there is nothing to worry but we must hold on to the faith and endure these are the two watchwords here is an interesting flower that mother named greed for money it's a flower and we asked mother why do some flowers have a negative influence or connotation and mother said it's because they take it on themselves to purify that quality i observed this um, in dahlias ah the series of dahlias yes the series it starts of from vanity and pride pride nobility yes superhumanity it's aristocracy also is there <laughs> yeah Yes. aristocracy that's right so it's very interesting that it starts from the negative transforms itself and goes toward that so a rolling edge surge of silent death it came it will to expune the choked and anguished air and literally you see these 
words choked yeah. you will often hear it when there is an attack on the throat on the breath choked and anguished here actually you will this is literally the experience of those who are caught up in this they keep feeling as if something has mm-hmm. caught they literally choked and anguished and this word expunge yes, means expunged. to wipe out completely yes expunge to completely yes um and end the fable of the joy of life oh. so it comes to so doubt and all this inside the mind that well all this is fine during this period you will see so many people filled with all kinds of doubts even about the work about everything as if you know heavens have crashed and life will never be the same this kind of thought so sometimes you have to remind them have a heart just see the first half of the previous century and you will know that we are living still in a most wonderful times regardless of everything so and then we still have the voice of people who say orville is a failure yeah 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 there was ah, this book yes better to have gone the utopia yes yes so it is because this period they are all caught up by these forces which want to take away this faith this this joy of life that comes from faith in the divine better to have gone that was a book yes yes and there was another one which you know about same thing about utopias well utopias are not built in a day i mean it's a journey and there is a joy in the journey there are challenges in the journey what life would be if uh, everything was ready made and if it was ready made we won't deserve it so we must go through the challenge i think these are people uh, who think like that who don't want to put in real effort they want things to be ready made and then enter there but we have to prepare ourselves for the utopia we have to be participant uh, in the labor not like i see as a witness go around and i say well it's it's what it is that even if i am uh, see people see the action of the divine and they can't understand because they don't have the eye of the arjuna to see that well whatever krishna is doing is beautiful is needed but if they see with another eye the same action they will say my god he is so terrible he is destroying nations he is destroying humanity but to the eye that sees he will say he is saving humanity so it's the way we look at it abolishing abolishing it seemed her very being to forbid abolishing all by which her nature lived and labor to blot out her body and soul a clutch of some half seen invisible an ocean of terror and of sovereign might a person and a black infinity it seems endless so so much endurance is needed on this path after the psychic realization the real <laughs> game begins <laughs> the epic battle in the world arena up till the psychic it's still your individual thing after the psychic realization you enter into kurukshetra psychic is like krishna killing kansa your own fellow and you know <laughs> governing the little kingdom of mathura but now you enter into the cosmic um, game that's where the problem comes it seemed to cry to her without thought or word the message of its dark eternity so it is exactly the shadow the infinity eternity blank it can imitate calm it you know sometimes we are carried away by outer looks oh he is so calm we don't know he may be see tamas it can imitate a state of meditation you can be in tamas and sit for hours it means nothing so it can completely imitate all that um, that higher nothingness it seemed to cry to her without thought of word the message of its dark eternity and the awful meaning of its silences out of some sullen monstrous vast horizon out of an abysmal deep of grief and fear see there are some people who are lost in abysses of grief and fear sometimes uh, much after this there is no reason and yet they continue to grieve inconsolably that's why there is a line in the beginning in book 1 canto 1 inconsolable dark abyss 
it feeds on grief so the more you feed this fellow he comes near he says yes so two days you are fine then this fellow comes my share so again there is grief so fear and grief so terrible it is imagine by some blind regardless self a consciousness of being without its joy there is the being there but what is the sign there is no joy joy is joy like love they are stamps seal of the divine though it distorts even those things empty of thought incapable of bliss this is the difference just a vacant mind that's why they say an empty mind is a devil's workshop but not the higher emptiness where you are freed from the labor of thought and thoughts come pouring down as rivers of inspiration this is the lower emptiness of thought that felt life blank and nowhere found a soul a voice to the dumb anguish of the heart conveyed a stark sense of unspoken words in her own depth she heard the unuttered thought again you see the unuttered thought same thing happens in the higher realms it is unuttered word those vibrations enter and they take the form of thought and speech clothe themselves in that that made unreal the world and all life meant now what is the message of this dark eternity this is all this is so important because we must understand when we go through if at all we go through or whenever we go through some something like this one has to go through because this is the journey we must know where it is coming from otherwise we are just dragged by it i'll continue yes you. please read who art thou oh, sorry yes who claimest thy crown of separate birth the illusion of thy soul's reality and personal godhead on an ignorant globe in an in the animal body of imperfect man so this is if you read some of the the way buddhism is understood by some anatmavad there is no individual soul so if there is no individual soul it raises many questions who is free who is bound who is seeking to be free there is no individual yeah, soul yeah. but that is one of the the individual soul is one of the key points for the life divine because if there is no individual soul there is no question of any life divine who will lead the life divine so individual soul is something which we find in the sankhya we find in visishta dwait and we find in shri krishna's teachings and we find in shurbindo but there are people who don't believe in an individual soul there are paths mm. there is no individual soul so this is one of those teachings of mr death hope not to be happy in a world of pain and dream not listening to the unspoken word and dazzled by the inexpressible ray transcending the mute superconscious realm to give a body to the unknowable or for a sanction to thy heart's delight to burden with bliss the silent still supreme profaning its bare and formless sanctity or call into thy chamber the divine and sit with god tasting a human joy so that's exactly what it tries to uh, if i may use the word suggest to the mind and the heart there is no life divine you cannot embody god here in an earthly body and frankly if we cannot embody god in an earthly body again life divine cannot be because whatever is the body must also become divine it is a life divine in a body divine divine life in a divine body that is the ideal shubhendra himself says it it's is the greatest the, gift he's given yeah. us that a divine life in a divine body but it's a process that's okay but we must understand if the body remains of an animal make which it is largely so even when the inner consciousness is liberated 
it tastes that bliss what happens to the body it is still prone to all the animal tendencies but slightly touched and maybe little uplifted by the human in us or else suppressed and held be- beneath but a life which is lived freely with delight that it cannot be so measures death and company are telling it's not possible how can a human being human being can annul itself in that vast nothingness there is nothing like an individual perfection or a embodiment of the divine in an earthly race i have created all all i devour i am death and the dark terrible mother of life i am kali black and naked in the world i am maya and the universe is my cheat so this is what has happened to some of these or many of these traditional yogis they realized a beatific state inside even to an extent the psychic change if you read the christian mystics many of the indian mystics you'll see this okay. they realized this yes beatific state then they experienced on one side the upward pull and the other side the god whose presence they felt in the heart on the other side the abyss which denies life which denies the possibility and they declared they accepted those suggestions and said said this is cheat this is illusion but yes god is there in the present in your heart god dwells but if you think that this world can become divine no this is a illusion this is created by maya now death is using the word kali in the way he wants to use he is using the word maya the way he wants to use this is not what shurabindo uh, <laughs> would mm-hmm. tell us about who kali is or what maya is maya is the power that gives form and makes seeming finites out of infinite that's maya maya is never used in the way we use it oh it's all an illusion she is not a creator of absolutely nonsensical things she is not that she has to measure out the infinite that's her work and mahamaya she is a power of the divine but death is usurping all those things and imitating them and giving them a completely negative connotation which is what we find happening in this many of the preachings i lay waste human happiness with my breath and slay the will to live the joy to be that all may pass back into nothingness and only abide the eternal and absolute oh this is buddhistic <laughs> yeah buddhist thing and even in a very dark the way it is understood <clears throat> and even in a dark state human being see i slay the will to live so always whenever see at a you know as a psychiatrist also i can say when people come in a state of depression two things one must see whether there is the will to live whether there is faith if will and faith are there everything can be built if will and faith have gone look for hope if hope is not there it's a, the person is on the brink any time one may just because he is already being pushed by forces which have created such darkness that you feel there is no hope yes so the will to live is slain so this is um, a real experience uh, you start feeling see when um, you make a there are two ways of looking at life when you make something very beautiful and you get obviously people get attached to the creation and it is destroyed so there are two approaches that one can take one is that oh what is the use waste that is mr death speaking <laughs> what is the use of doing all this see what happened the other approach it well if i dream of a perfect state it is possible maybe i don't know how to do it so when you take that i don't know how to do it 10000 times it will collapse but you will rise up again and eventually end up doing it but most of the time people give up oh it's not possible so when they say it's not possible that's is this is what i wanted you to say now you are defeated come be on my side <laughs> so such people start uh, telling all this kind of negative philosophies it's not possible what we have to do instead we don't know the way to do it because we are still ignorant and we have to grow we don't we may not even have the power to do it 
neither the knowledge to do it but if i dream of something it is definitely possible no aspiration is ever planted in the heart which cannot be fulfilled at some point of time yes. so shirbinder say yes. if you have faith in self healing one day you will end up discovering the means to do it this is what shirbinder says in one of his letters yes how important is faith but if you don't have faith then it's a different story altogether so whatever human beings are given as faith and aspiration the will to be that they will become regardless of the challenges the will to be <clears throat> for only the blank eternal can be true which is an absurdly illogical thing <laughs> i mean <laughs> what is all this tamasha where did it come from but death says very convincingly Mother makes lot of fun of death, ah, huh, throughout in oh, her yes. commentaries yes. on Savitri. She says he is a joker. <laughs> that part, like they said, mm-hmm. Shubhendra has portrayed him like a joker. Now there are some people who say there is no humor in Savitri. Savitri is the gift of Anandme, and if you just slightly mm-hmm. look from that angle, there is abundant humor. Even here, even in the dark state, look at the braggart. I am the one who have brought I am yeah. the one you know I am everything <laughs> I am everything at one level you will laugh at it so when people are completely overtaken by death they start saying this I am the one I am the one so the one replies I am the one at least you know don't forget me <laughs> you are one of the many so okay further we can read <clears throat> all else all else is shadow and flash in mind's bright glass <laughs> mind hollow mirror in which ignorance sees a splendid figure of its own false self and dreams it sees a glorious solid world so these are the ways human beings have challenged the idea of a divine life upon earth one of them is it's all mind god is also an invention of the mind whatever you have experienced are mental images mental formations well there is a truth about mental formations and imagination but it's not that all in this world is that and there is a very interesting answer to this when people say but uh, you know hallucinations is the term they use all this is a play of the mind hallucination and illusion so i asked them that on what basis you say it well nobody experiences it therefore it is not true so i ask proceed like this that okay everybody experiences that the sun rises in the east and sets in the west and everybody experiences the earth is flat and there are even some very staunch people who based on a certain religious teaching actually have given talks that the earth is flat you will be mm-hmm. i mean <laughs> actually with convincing evidence the earth is flat you want to believe in this nonsense just because everybody it's our everyday experience that the sun rises in the east and sets in the west it's moving around the earth but the truth is just the very opposite so criteria of truth truth is never what everybody experiences so always one of the things we must ex- understand is truth and lie are not based on personal viewpoints they are impersonal realities it's only when we step out of our personal viewpoints our little sensory experience our individual perceptions that we will see and understand now then we will understand what hallucination is it's not to say that everything that anybody is experience is uh, who sees a vision of god is seeing god but we'll understand it correctly and not brush aside everything labeling all as one single lumps yes, of phenomena yes. so this is where but death <clears throat> would have that it's all the mind O soul inventor of man's thoughts and hopes thyself the invention of the moment's stream illusions center or subtle apex point at last know thyself from vain existence cease so first with regard to the mind one more thing that shirobinda makes very clear if it is the mind that has created everything then which mind are we speaking of because human beings and this mind has come much later in evolution 
So if at all we think about it, we have to go back to some cosmic mind. Now, the moment you bring the idea of cosmic mind, it changes the whole perspective. So it's not just the mind which is creating things and seeing things. If human mind is the creator, then there are things which have existed much before even the human being has come into existence. Second part, these four lines toward the end. Yes. This is exactly how Buddhism is understood. Yes. You know the Buddhist law of karma, when I read it, I was, I was just imagining. But it sounds so convincing. It says, it's, you know, the law of karma is that it's not necessary that you are the one who will experience it. Whatever energy you have released. You have flown past like a stream. That's one of the meditations. So the stream is going forward. You have released an energy, you have grown forward. It's like you have thrown a ball into space. And you have sam passed. On whom will the ball fall? At some other point of time, somebody is there and the ball falls on that person. It's a very strange kind of, you know, understanding. And looks so convincing, very logical. <laughs> that <laughs> Unless you bring in the idea of the individual soul. So, uh, people may wonder that why, but Buddha was an avatar of the divine. So, Shirobindra has a very interesting take on this. He says that, yes, he is an avatar of the divine and Buddha in its true sense, not the way he is understood. He shot beyond and spoke of the permanent and the nothingness. But at the same time, Buddha knew that his words may create an ambiguity. And he deliberately chose not to fill in the blanks with any kind of intellectual statement. So, if you read the Vishnu Puran, Buddha is mentioned as one of the avatars of Vishnu, Maya Moha, who comes to take the Asuras out of creation. Asuras are very happy with this doctrine of Anatmabad. There is no soul, there is no God. But have compassion, have be good. This is something which is very good for a kind of mind which doesn't want to believe in God or surrender. Though Buddha is speaking of Buddham, Sharnam, Gachami, of course, Buddha is taken as a state of enlightenment. Sangham, Sarnam Gachami, Dharmam, Sarnam Gachami. But, you know, decapitated teaching that, well, there is no God, there is no soul, but you should be good to people. This is how it is understood. So, there was a reason why uh, he chose to speak on those words. But of course, everything that the divine avatars have spoken is misunderstood. So his teachings, so why it needs to be clarified, it's the way Buddhism is understood. Not what Buddhism is, yes. not what Buddha said. <coughs> Buddha said something very beautiful. He said just like a typical Advaitin that behind this world of ephemeral phenomena, there is an eternal permanent. Seek him. And he vowed to come back. Yes. Until and to seek him, you need yes. to conquer your desires and ego. Yes. This sense of self which the ego creates is unreal and false. This is what he said. Mm. And subsequently, of course, otherwise there is no point. There is no, if there is no individual self, there is no liberation. And Buddha is in extremely, if there are two great minds other than, of course, our <laughs> Shobindo is <laughs> infinite mind. Lexicon of the infinite mind. And there are only two great, uh, high intellectual figures that stand in, in the Indian history, spiritual history, which you can see. One is Buddha, the other is Shankara. But Buddha has the advantage of a mighty vital, tremendous vital. The way he tramples over desires and ego is unimaginable. Shankaracharya, he is mighty in his intellect. But at one point he weeps when his mother dies. He doesn't know what to do. He has a soft heart so he could speak about Sandharilari and open to the mother. But Buddha, oof, this is the ultimate acme of it. Interesting, most rarest combination of it. Astute intellect and a mighty vital. But that's not how Buddha is understood. Buddha is understood or misunderstood that there is no soul, there is no God. But you must follow this so you will be liberated. Who will be liberated? Where he will be liberated? <laughs> Leave that aside. <laughs> but we must read a little bit about the answer because a shadow of the negating absolute the intolerant darkness travelled surging past and ebbed in her, 
a formidable voice. It left behind her inner world laid waste. A barren silence weighed upon her heart. Her kingdom of delight was there no more. Only her soul remained, its emptied stage, awaiting the unknown eternal will. So this is the effect of these forces if we harbor them, entertain them and nurture them. So just a few words we should read after this. Then from the heights a greater voice came down. The word that touches the heart and finds the soul. The voice of light after the voice of night. The cry of the abyss drew heaven's reply. A might of storm chased by the might of the sun. We will see this in Shurabindo's letters. When he said, do not despair. The faith that I am asking of you. When in darkness, what you should do? All these we find in Shubhendra's letter. So, we can read a few lines, not the whole passage, very big. No, a few lines, I think. Maybe to accept to be human on earth. Hmm. (coughs) O soul, bear not thy kingdom to the foe. Consent to hide thy royalty of bliss, lest time and fate find out its avenues and beat with thunderous knock upon thy gates. Hide, whilst thou canst, thy treasure of separate self behind the luminous rampart of thy depths till of a vaster empire it grows part. So essentially the, uh, the luminous advice for all times is when you have discovered this beautiful thing, or even before that, there is a word, sentence from the mother, very revealing, luminous words, you must guard your faith like a priceless treasure. And the way for it is, that's why it is advised, do not be in the company of those who are haters of light, do not be in the company of those whose minds are full of doubts. This is a age old advice. Yes, when you are rooted deep, maybe we can just take a simile, then we can stop and next week we can read. This is so wonderful. Yes. The reply of the light. So, there is a very nice simile to this. In fact, two similes. When the fire is small and if the winds blow, it just gets extinguished. When the fire is big and the winds blow, it blazes forth. Hmm. <laughs> so, yes. another simile is when the plant is very small, if there is a storm, it will be just dashed to the ground. But when you have grown into a big banyan tree, a thousand storms can't harm you. So that's why the voice is advising, don't rush. Right now you develop this. Let it be rooted deep. The solution is when many people, when, you know, this beginning of experience happens and they start, you know, uh, feeling very high and then all these storms come and uh, it tends to, it can never die, but it tends to become very weakened. So the solution is keep growing the fire of aspiration. This is the solution. So even there where, where we spoke about mother's advice to the newcomers, that when you come everything is beautiful because the psychic is in the forefront. Then the old nature comes. So what happens? The people who looked very nice, suddenly you see them with cross eyes, you know. And then everybody is bad. Last is I am bad. <laughs> that is uh, <laughs> realization. <laughs> or uh, the same food, oh my God, see this is so horrible. Why they are doing this? Everything is bad. So she says, what is the solution? She says, the solution is to get back to the psychic being. This is the kingdom we must grow. And nurture it, this aspiration, this faith, this should not get affected. And that's why we have to be very careful in our dealings with the world. That's the reason why we understand, we know some people don't understand why in the ashram. In the beginning though, there was so much, though it's a porous, but yet you know, like once the children wanted to see a movie, the ashram inmates. 
and the children the mother bought all the tickets of a particular cinema only for a few and it's very difficult for people to understand that you know when people don't understand these deeper truths then you know it oh it's like a car you should open it to all no there is a reason behind it that's why you know even in the playground why dada was so strict sometimes people just couldn't understand it's because when there is too much of admixture and intermingling it can lead to a newly forming psychic life let alone spiritual life can be badly damaged even friends the mother says that there were people with luminous beautiful possibilities and just because of friendship they just slide it down so when the psychic life is newly formed it should be taken as the special treasure when faith is born when there is gratitude in the heart when there is aspiration we should just focus on developing it and later on if we are allowed to participate in the cosmic action when this has become a blazing fire and when the plant has grown into a tree then it's a different matter altogether keep the company of the holy everyone everyone who has of course holy in the true sense satsang yes. that's how it satsang. is you know this uh, i was speaking of this uh, guru nanak a great saint uh, mother and shubhendra has spoken about him what does he say that if you want want to find truth and you want to find the divine he starts with this that sadho man ka maan tyago kaam krodh sangati durjan ki ta se ahanish bhago so he says that you give up this pride of the mind that the intellect can know everything you won't even obey the master because you know you think you know better and then kaam krodh sangati durjan ki people who are uh you know it's not now liberal mind cannot understand what why it is but actually it is so true in everyday life when you are working on a nuclear plant is a high end plant you you have to be you have to guard yourself if you are working in a laboratory where viruses are made <laughs> imagine what may happen if you carry it outside and just you have to take precautions when you are engaged in a very special work so the laws which may apply ordinarily which are valid do not apply when you are doing a task as special or undertaken adventure as special as the greatest that man has ever taken as spirituality so one has to be very careful rather keep the company of the wise of the yes. those seekers of truth sangham sharanam gachami that's what it means people who are endowed with faith and avoid the company of those who are endowed with full of doubt hostility fear and all the rest because they are, they are the voice of night which we have just heard yes thank you sir namaste namaste, namaste all